www.disneytimepodcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Nelson. Hello. And Rissa. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going today? Good. Good. Thanks. How about you? Doing all right. Doing all right. So um, you guys just got back from a, a little trip down to Disneyland, uh, which is why we didn't have a podcast last week. So how was that for you guys? You got to do new Lunar New Year and also experience rise of the resistance on the opening weekend right yep yeah that was uh pretty much the purpose of this trip and uh we checked all the boxes we were able to do everything we wanted to so that was awesome so how were the uh the crowd levels were they kind of normal for a holiday weekend or were they elevated because of the opening what would you say risa uh, crowd levels were about normal. Um, I think most of the crowds were probably at Lunar New Year and then also um, trying to get Rise of the Resistance boarding groups. So that would have been in the morning only? Like with, you know, when they tried to get the, the boarding group? I don't know. What do you think, Nelson? Uh, personally, I thought the crowd levels were less than I thought they'd be. Because oh, okay. uh, I was uh, I was anticipating, you know, the exact reverse of when we went for Galaxy's Edge general opening. Um, I was anticipating the most people might have figured out that all oh, they might think that it's going to happen again. So let's just go type of thing. And plus, now that the entire everything is now going to be quote unquote open for Galaxy's Edge, people might have just waited to have their trip till now. So right. I was expecting the higher crowds, but. In all honesty, it wasn't as crowded as I thought it'd be, which is a good thing. Um, toward the evening, though, it did seem like DCA was on the was pretty hopping, but that's because of you know the Lunar New Year. Um, yeah, that's one of those things that uh, people go to just for like the food and stuff, which is pretty cool. And you know they do that Mulan processional and everything. Yeah, and and they changed the way how they're doing the like the getting your food. A little bit. Okay. Um, because now since... Uh, well, they introduced this the system where you could order, like, food from different booths at, like, one certain... Like, at one booth, you could order food from a different one. Really? Yeah, you pick the shortest line, basically. Yeah. Um, but because of that, uh, lines to, re- like, to retrieve your food were, were, long, huh? were ridiculous. <laughs> I know, like, I waited for a good, I don't know, I want to say 20 minutes to half an hour just to get food from, what was it, Lucky 8 Lantern? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that was a long wait. So they were just testing something out new, something new for this? Uh, Is maybe. Is that what they were doing? Um, I mean, they introduced that f- that last, I want to say the last uh, Food and Wine Festival, I thought. You could order food from one booth and then just pick it up, go to the that uh you know that booth where you ordered it for oh i didn't know that i don't remember if it was food and wine fest or if it was festival of holidays oh it might have been that yeah 
Yeah, it could have. I, I knew was it was it was a recent festival they introduced that one. I thought it was interesting, but uh, I don't know. I feel like they that kind of backfired this time, yeah, or yeah, it, or yeah. rather, it just didn't work as well as I would have hoped. Yeah, well, what was interesting to me was the fact that mobile order lines were shorter. Yeah, that is true. Wow. That's one thing they did introduce, like new, new. I hadn't seen that for any of these food booths before. So you can mobile order on food booths now. Yeah. Yeah, but. If you get the sip and saver pass, you can't use a tab for that though. That's the problem, yeah. That's that's the trade-off. Yeah. Do you, so you, do you your... want convenience or do you want to actually get a better a tiny discount if you use the sip and saver pass? There's so. no there's no AP discount uh, added to the mobile order app, is there? Mm, yes. No. I think there is. there is. It's just um, you know, if you get the sip and saver pass and if you're an AP on top of that, um, I think the dish just needs to be about six fifty for it to be worth it. Okay. To like to exchange it with for a, a tab on the sip and saver pass. Yeah, I didn't right, do right. the math on it to see what the actual discount would be. Oh, using the the mobile order app. Yeah, and actually, I don't know if there was a a discount for for food booth items. Okay. Because I know for like you know you do a quick service or something mobile order they they it'll apply automatically your yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. apply your discount yeah. if you have an AP yeah right so but that sounds like interesting I mean there's this, that saying if it's not broke don't fix it right so I I don't know they're they're trying something new here that they don't typically do with boots in in Epcot right so yeah. it's a it's a, a testing testing phase I guess well I I feel like the reason why they don't do it in epcot is because of the fact that they have a lot more options right and it's more spread out here it's like really centralized so you can literally hop from one one booth to the ne- to the next and uh yeah it's it's getting really popular um especially for this festival since it's so short uh people are like trying to get the food there well, and this I mean, is I'm... the one time where we kind of they highlight like actual Asian cuisine instead yeah. of just having what is it the Lucky Fortune? Yeah, just that that one um, restaurant, Asian it, restaurant that's yeah, over on the there, harbor. Yeah. yeah, right. I I I mean I I like the fact that they're bringing more people are coming to California Adventure just for this stuff because uh, it just shows that it's it's gaining popularity rather than staying stagnant because it was kind of sad. Back in the early 2000s when nobody was going to California Adventure. It's like quite a turnaround. So, I like that. Yeah, um, it looks like I didn't get any discount with my mobile orders at the booth. Oh, you're checking the receipts? Yeah. Yeah, because we ended up like getting the purple yam macron. Because, I mean, that wasn't worth using a sip and saber pass for it. So. Yeah, oh, right, it was right. still Just, 650 okay. afterwards. I see. Okay. Well, yeah, I was just wondering because, you know, they do that auto discount on the quick service. But I, I remember if you were just to buy something from the booths, I don't think they they give you an annual pass discount, right? Yeah, I don't think I so. Think yeah, yeah. It's kind of like so, with um, like when you're getting churros or whatever, they don't give you right, a discount. Right, right. Because I, I guess they are technically snack items, not really, you know, like uh, main dishes or something. So I guess so. Cool. So glad you guys got to experience all of that that last week, and um, you know that the the crowds were more agree- were actually kind of agreeable for you guys. Um, and 
what do, what are you guys' uh, non-spoiler thoughts on Rise of the Resistance? What do you think, Nelson? I'm so sad that Why you can so only sad? ride it once a day. Oh, <laughs> that's the drawback of the, the that whole boarding pass system, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I don't agree with this uh, the current system that they have. I right. definitely have suggestions to make it mm-hmm. better, but um, you know, I don't know if they'll. <laughs> if they'll change Try to it. do that yeah but uh yeah the the lottery system the current one that they have isn't great uh and i mean the first day we got there that sunday we did not like none of us successfully got a boarding group yeah and we yeah, have not a th- even the backup groups huh? we have a theory about that though what was oh, your yeah. theory um we kind of didn't get into the park until like three minutes before uh eight o'clock okay so we think that the system didn't recognize us in the park yet oh so, so you that, probably should have gotten in a little bit earlier yeah that, well right? we couldn't really help it the lines or your drive the driving we got stuck in security lines um, oh okay okay yeah and i mean also um what was it we got to the garage pretty much when it's supposed to open but mm-hmm. uh I don't know. It might have been in anticipation for the because of Rise of the Resistance, but there was already a huge line in the garage trying just to get in. I heard about that. Like even on a random like Wednesday last week or Thursday, the the garage at like six fifty a.m. was the line was way all the way all the way out to the to the ramp. So <laughs> um, that's yeah, that's that's kind of what's been happening. Yeah, so we think that if you get into the park at least 10 minutes before, the system recognizes that you're actually in. Um, okay. And then, like, I didn't have any problems with the app that day on Monday trying to get mm-hmm. in a boarding group. Uh, but it just so happened that our friend Brianna was able to get a boarding group before me. And I was like, oh, no, it glitched. Who got it? But then she was like, I did. I was like, okay, good. It didn't glitch. And you guys got an early boarding group too. That's pretty clutch. Yeah, it was really awesome. So, like, how early did that? Because uh, you guys were what twenty seven? Twenty seven. Yeah, we we got group twenty seven, but that doesn't really mean much, right? Because <laughs> it depends on when they open the ride and how many groups they let through. Per and yeah, like what the time. actual progression of the groups are. That it kind of tells you how well the ride is doing the for that day. Right. So how how late in the day did you guys get in at group 27? It's probably Not like bad, 10 actually. Or so? Yeah, I want to say 10, oh. 10, 30. It was before oh, lunch, nice. definitely. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. You can do everything else instead. I mean, like, afterward. That's cool. Yeah, so... Um, is that... So now that you guys have written it, is it... That's your, your new favorites? Is it? Uh, it's my f- it's my favorite. <laughs> Your yeah, favorite? Okay. I feel like it's probably my new favorite. Even more than Space Mountain? I mean, yeah. Space Mountain is amazing and it's very accessible. That's what it, like it has over Rise of the Resistance right now, but right. I mean if that was not a factor, <laughs> then definitely hands down the experience for Rise of the Resistance would it blew my mind. When- I mean, I was one of the few people that actually did a media blackout. I did not want to watch anything regarding rise of the resistance so i wanted to have a fresh mind going into the ride and just want to experience it for myself and right. holy cow it paid off for me yeah i, I, nice. I did the same um, yeah but basically like 
when they said it's a, a complete experience from like the moment you step foot into the queue, they they weren't lying. So yeah, if, they're they're not kidding. If you can prevent yourself from spoiling yourself, then totally do that because, um, oh, and also play the app. That's what I was about to ask you, is because I saw the picture that you know we posted. You were using the Play Disney app, right? Yeah. And that's the data pad. There's it's have. the story behind the data pad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the picture cool. was so was just me posing, but yeah. Oh I, yeah, I, yeah. I played but the app throughout and, the the line, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of uh, a lot of puzzles. So if you're like far ahead on on uh, the data pad. Um, it takes a lot of effort because it, it's pretty hard and and the timers are pretty quick, but it's a lot of fun. Oh, good! And then it, it like unlocks some story line to it as well. Um, it helps you further into the queue when things happen. You're like, oh, mm. I made that connection, type of thing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. So you can you can actually see your progress. In the uh, line. not exactly, but you you'll understand like why things are happening more if oh, at least one okay. person in your party plays it so like when you see an action happening in the line you're like okay that's what yeah. is related to what you've been playing yeah exactly okay cool that that really adds to the interactivity i i feel like it would help out once they start using just regular queue you know yeah and i i think it would be cool if they found a way to integrate your interactions with the cast members with the app i mean obviously that's hard because almost everybody's going to be playing it playing with it um, but if they eventually go onto a system similar to Magic Bands um, with short range, you know, uh, they could pro- possibly sort you based on things that happen in the app. So potentially at uh, Hollywood Studios, they could do something like that, right? Possibly. If they find a way to get your um, Magic Bands to talk to cast members with the, some ah, sort right, of receiver right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I've seen some some uh, cast members at Hollywood Studios with uh, their iPads, and they kind of you see stuff on your Magic Band with it. Yeah, so that um, would be cool if they could like sort you by group based on what you've done, you know? Right, right. Oh, okay, I see. So they're like holding their 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 own thing, and they're like, "Oh, you have to go here, and you have to go here." Yeah, whatever, right? yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I like I like the, all that interactivity. It's um so. I know before, like earlier on in the, when we were talking about them building this thing, that they that they were saying they built some benches into the walls. Did they do that? Yes, did you they guys did. see any? They did. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they did. It was kind of funny because it seemed like they had like this indentation for every place where it's meant for to be sat on. It, I was saying like someone had the job of like putting a. Um, like this cover on their butt, and then they oh. just sat down <laughs> periodically. Because you'll see an indentation every, you know, couple feet. <laughs> for and you're probably like, uh, whose butts is this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. Cool, cool. Nice. So, that, yeah, that's that's great. So whoever's going there it's, uh, on your next trip, uh, it's open on both coasts now. Uh, of course, you have to get a boarding group, boarding pass for both sides. But we don't know where it's gonna go with that. But hopefully, you got when you take your trips, you're able to get a boarding group. So, um, do you have any? Do you guys have any tips for getting a boarding group at Disneyland, other than getting in the park at 10 a.m. or 10 minutes before at least? 
Um, that's that's really the only advice I would give personally. Okay. My other advice would be uh, to make sure that your people's tickets are all synced properly. Oh, oh that's beforehand. a good. Yeah, that's beforehand. a good trick. Yeah. Um, and don't uncheck the names. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that that caught me off guard because um. So for my situation was a bit unique. Because um, I had purchased pre-purchased uh, Villains Night tickets, okay, for me, my sister, and my uh, and Trebo, right. Um, so they're linked to my account, and so when we were creating groups to you know, uh, so like what Rissa was saying, like um, create your link your tickets, you know, for on everyone's app. So right. I had. You know, mine and everyone else's in our group. Plus, it shows up my pre-purchased tickets. So when it gets to the boarding group screen, when like you're an a- you're actually able to join a boarding group, you're supposed to click the people that are not in your group. And so for me, I have to click all those villain night tickets because yeah, they're not. I can't use those yet. Right versus like say rissa she was able to she only has everyone's like ap ticket linked to her phone so her list is already pretty much pre-made and she just clicks go or you know join a boarding group while versus someone like me where i have to actually click names off oh okay Okay. which i was confused because at the spur of the moment i thought it's supposed to click who do you want in the group uh, okay. So then I had it backwards. So obviously I I was not reliable to <laughs> to actually try and get like to attempt to join a boarding group, but uh, it, it worked out in in my group in particular. But still, yeah, someone in similar to my situation that it's kind of not favorable. Yeah, uh, my other piece of advice would be there are two ways to uh, join a boarding group. You can either click the my status. Um, and then uh, there's, I think there's a plus sign in the corner or like some people were like dragging the, the screen down to refresh it. Yeah, just a manual refresh. Essentially. Yeah, but that doesn't open up as quickly as um, when you just go to the main screen that has the two buttons that says my my status and join a boarding group. Um, so I would just like the moment park open um, hours hit. Just go ahead and, and go to that screen and click join a boarding group as, as soon as it turns red and you can click in. Um, because the refresh doesn't tend to work after uh, all the people are on the servers. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been hearing 45 seconds is when it gets, like, populated fully. Yeah, it's real so. quick. <laughs> um, the way that we, we did it to maximize our chances was we basically, um, all of us had our apps going. I don't know if that like clocked the servers more or <laughs> like helped us increase our chances, but it, it worked out for us. Well, I mean, for, what do you it. expect people to do, though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they want to increase their chances. So, of course, everyone who has a smartphone who wants to join a boarding group, they're going to be doing that. So, yeah, Disney needs to, I think they, they need to address this uh, uh, system. It's not efficient. Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of like a lottery, right? Look at the draw. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm glad you guys got a, got a chance to experience it. Uh, pretty awesome. So, I mean, you guys are going to be going again in February soon, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Gonna and try, of course, gonna we're going right? to try again. Yep. 
Nice. Every day Sounds that we're good. there. Yeah. We also yeah. have reservations for Carthay, so we'll be able to see what they what kind of refurb they did. Oh, they were doing refurb, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it was closed this past trip when we went. Okay. Cool. That sounds good. Sounds good. The AP Lounge is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. We did did try that. It was a long wait, but we we were able to... to (laughs) I mean, we had nothing better to do. That's true. That's above the Blue Sky Cellar? Is that where it is? Uh, It's overlooking it. It's it's basically the second floor of where that um, other tasting... uh, That other bar is that's not Sonoma Terrace. Right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. It's above that. Okay. So, you, I mean, did you put your names on a wait list or something to do it? Or Yeah, it took yep. like two hours. Yeah. Okay. Well, we were nice. told two hours and it took us, I think, an hour and a half to get called finally. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, at least you guys got to check that out too. So, yep. sounds, sounds like a, it was a good spot, right? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. So... Actually, the, the real topic of our episode today is going to be a high school musical, the musical, the series. Um, so, yeah, that's um, one of the first uh, or one of the launch, Disney Plus launch series that came out with it. And it uh, recently ended. Oh, well, the first season recently ended. So we're going to be talking about the uh, first season of this show um, and, you know, our thoughts and and all that stuff, just like we did with uh, the Mandalorian. So, uh, jumping into this, it was uh, it started on the release of Disney Plus again, and um, we we actually <laughs> went to a panel at, at D twenty three Expo twenty nineteen and and saw the cast and saw the first pilot, like the pilot episode of the, of the series. So, uh, what do you guys remember about that uh, experience at D twenty three Expo, uh, Rissa? What do you think of it? Um, I thought they were really, it was a pretty good show, um, from the pilot anyway, and I was clearly team EJ from the pilot. <sighs> right. <laughs> this show. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> the progression of these characters too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead about, about the, um, that panel that we had at, uh, at D23 Expo there. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting panel, especially with Corbin Blue being there and being the moderator and with him being so excited for it it really made me excited for it because anytime that somebody like tries to touch high school musical i get a little wary because you know high school musical um is my my high school years you know it, it i grew up with it um and i i totally related to like being in a high school musical as well that's true uh, how about you, Nelson? What did you think of uh, that whole panel with Corbin Blue being the hype man for this thing? Well, yeah, the, he was the special guest that wasn't announced beforehand. And so when he came out, I was just already like, oh, my jaw dropped. And I was just getting more and more excited about it. And as he was explaining that, um, I mean, even he had his reservations about it when it was announced or when he found out about it. Um, but after... Like he said, after he saw the first episode, he was quite happy. And he was also pretty excited to to see the rest of it. So I agree with Rissa where once we saw that he was pretty excited for it, it was just like, oh, he it essentially has his approval. So <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch this. And um, I had the initial reaction as everyone else, like 
the day after or so when like Disney Plus uh, on their Instagram account, they posted a picture of like a, essentially a poster for this upcoming new show. And every comment that I saw was just hating on it. Yeah. They're like, no, don't mess with perfection. It's just like thumbs down and just like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I understand where you people are coming from. But since I saw the panel (laughs) or since I saw essentially the first episode, I'm like, I'm pretty hyped for this. Yeah. I don't know how many times I watched that first episode, though, because uh, we watched it at the panel. And then they had a couple of specials on ABC and then Disney Channel and then Freeform. And Freeform. Yep, yep. And it was like literally one after another. So I feel like I watched it like five times. And I was like, you know, at this point when Disney Plus uh, launched, I'm like, I don't need to watch this again. That's exactly what I said. Like, I didn't even watch that first episode when they when they released Disney Plus. I don't know if that ruined it or, I mean, you know. Nah. Or it's just like, oh, I want to see the second episode. Yeah. I saw the first one already, that, right? That's how I was. I was like, why we did you drop this again? We want the start of something new. <laughs> drop both. <Right>? Just do both. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, they like you said, they, they, simulca- they simulcast it on November 8th ahead of the Disney Plus launch on November 12th. So they simulcast it on Disney Channel, ABC, and Freeform. So I was in <laughs> tech, I was in our, our room at the time at the when we because we were at Disney World still, right? So I was in our, our room, and I was like, oh, let's put on Freeform. And I was like, wait, they're airing this show yeah, already? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I texted you guys because we yeah, were already back yeah, at, we were at the room and, yeah. after, uh, I think it was our Disney Springs day. And I was like, right. hey, guys, guess what's on TV? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, wait, I saw it too. Oh. (laughs) And then right after, I think they played the first High School Musical. Yes, they did. They did that, yeah. So I totally watched that. Definitely. You know, just like, go back to it. Go back to it. (laughs) That's uh, apparently that's Nelson's go-to, right, Nelson? Uh, Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) It's my default. He's like, I don't need to watch Jeff Goldblum. I got High School Musical. (laughs) Um, so yeah, when I, when I saw the panel, the only person, like the only cast member I, I recognized was Olivia Rodrigo. Cause I, I saw her, I've, I've watched her stuff on Disney, like a bizarre bar. You watched, I that? watched that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it was, it was kind of weird. It's so weird. But, yeah. But I, it, definitely these, these kids are talented. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, we can talk about the cast too. Totally watching. I'm, I'm like following her and Joshua Bassett on Instagram now. So are you like uh, shipping them as a thing? <laughs> oh man, honestly, at this point, <laughs> after you told me about Vanessa Hudgens breaking up with Austin Butler, I'm back on that Zanessa train. Like all the oh, Van- yeah? all the Zanessa stands are like out in full force, saying, "Come on, Zach, claim your girl." So <laughs> really, wow, wow. Is he technically single? Oh or? yeah, he's been single. Oh okay. Yeah. Get back on that, right? Right. <laughs> So, I mean, obviously you know. he needs to respect her space for now, but window of opportunity, man. There you go. I'm ready you for that HSM4. Oh. Because you weren't there on, for the 10 year reunion. Get your head in the game. Yeah, come on, Zach. <laughs> come on, Zach. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, so basically for the uh, the audience here that hasn't actually. And he doesn't know about the premise of, of the show. It's it's basically the the school where High School Musical, the movie was filmed in Utah. Apparently, they they made this. You know, they said that the school never actually put on High School Musical, the musical. 
at the school. So the new drama teacher comes in and says, we're going to put it on. And then everybody that's in the drama, you know, drama department, everybody, all the, all the kids want to, want to put it on, put the show on. So that's like the start of the whole, the whole thing. Right. Um, so, and then of course there's the, all the high school drama that goes with it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's, Let's talk about the characters and the, you know, the plot and everything. So, uh, what do you guys think of the the two mains that played Gabriel, well, Nini and Ricky? <laughs> you almost, you said, almost said Gabriella. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they 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 ended up getting Troy and Gabriella. Well, so. right, yeah. For the when they actually played the parts in the musical. Yeah. Right, right. So we're talking so, uh, characters or the actors. Uh, how, let's let's talk about both. Um, what do you think of of Nini as a character and uh, and Ricky as a character? Uh, Rissa, let's start with you. What do you think of those two characters? Um, I think Nini is a form of Gabriella, but not necessarily like a carbon copy of her. Uh, okay. Because clearly Gabriella's focus was academics, right. um, whereas Nini's focus is art. So I, I thought that was a really good kind of um, shift uh, because uh, the arts tend to, to get the you know short end, uh, end of the stick where it's always like athletics and academics. Um, nobody ever supports the arts. So having Nini so focused on, one, her, her songwriting and music, and then two, on acting and, and really striving to, to be um, that kind of sh- leading lady uh it was it was a, a good um, shift in my opinion, so I, I think that she's also a strong independent character where she doesn't need a guy. Um, I mean, it's it's nice for her to have a guy, but like she doesn't need somebody there to save her, and she talks about that in one of the songs. Yeah, yeah, but but did you see how it was like a shift? At first, it seemed like she needed a guy, and then she realized she didn't. Is that what did you see that happening with her? I mean, yeah, yeah, but like she realized later on that her relationships don't define her. Like, I mean, right, um, exactly. It was hard for her because Ricky was her first love. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a big part of her life. Uh, but as things happen and progress in the series where, you know, she gets slighted by EJ, she grows and there's. It it was a really great character arc in such a short season, you know. Yes, yes. And then with Ricky, you definitely see his his growth there, um, with his different relationships. Um, you see his depth uh, with his his relationship with his mom and his dad, um, with with the breaking up of, of his own family. The reason why he can't say to Nini what he actually feels. And then you see him connect with with Gina in, in a way that you're like, whoa, what's happening here? You know, right, right. You're like, wait, wait, is this happening? Yeah, but <laughs> I, 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 I felt like it was more of a way that it wasn't a romantic kind of connection. It was more of like two outsiders connecting, you know, that something although sympathetic. I, I, yeah, like something could have developed if it, if given time. Um but he clearly was still in love with Nini the whole time. So, I I feel like uh, Gina, on the other hand, had a different. Like I think she felt something for Ricky. I think she feels things for anybody that really connects with her. Oh, okay. Because like okay. 
towards the end of the last episode, you see her look at EJ in a certain way, too, you know? Like, I, I feel like she's just trying to latch on to somebody that's stable because her life is oh, because, so yeah. unstable. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about Gina, too, later uh, after Ricky and uh, Nini here. Yeah. And and I, I really like that both of them had those typical best friends, but they were best friends that weren't just side characters. Um, they were true foils in the sense that they called the main characters out on their ish you know oh, oh you're talking about um, big, red big red and, and courtney and, uh, courtney okay yeah. yeah that's true they did they did call them out yeah they did call them out all right what, what are your thoughts nelson on the two main characters nini and oh, ricky man. i can't <laughs> I, I don't have much to add to that <laughs> oh, okay 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 but um i mean i did enjoy watching these two um I mean, of course, the way that they set up the first episode, that's like when even at D23, we're like, uh, hashtag Team EJ, because, right? you know, Ricky did her dirty. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he couldn't he couldn't say it there, you know? <laughs> and then he wanted to go on a break, so, like, I was just mad at him the entire time. I was just like, you gave this up. She, like, Seriously. posted on Instagram for everyone else to see. She made herself so vulnerable, and you're like, I need a break. I'll see you in a couple months. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> but, uh, man, he definitely... We, we end up seeing the why he's like that. Right. Obviously, you know, they tried to set up all this drama, like, right in the first episode, which, you know, is it's very effective and, you know, got people talking. It got me, you know, emotionally attached already <laughs> to all these uh, characters. So I feel like... Um, the dynamic between the two um, throughout the entire show was um, very well done. And uh, you see growth like, uh, you know, Rissa was going over. You see growth between the two of them in their respective situations. So, yeah, it's a... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't yeah. really have much else to really add to this. But um, overall, yeah, I, uh, it was a pretty good story arc. I did enjoy it. All right, cool. So I mean, the the whole show they they didn't really focus particularly only on on Ricky and Nini though. They, no, they, they didn't. Yeah, they they pretty much brought in the whole the whole cast, all the whole ensemble to have their own backstories, to have their own stories involved, have their own storylines. So uh, let's talk about some of the like the rest of the cast. I mean, we mentioned EJ and we mentioned Gina, um, who who played the you know. The, the like some <laughs> EJ or initially like he's the the rebound guy for for Nini and then Gina she just wants the the main role right of of being Gabriella so um, what did you guys think of of their like stories because you know their stories kind of you know like at first you guys were Team EJ so Risa what did you think of EJ <sighs> EJ you disappoint me um, he did he was the perfect guy on paper um okay in all i want the song that olivia rodrigo actually wrote uh for the show she talks about how you know this is a a guy that elevated her and kind of made her feel special but all that time he was like lying to her face um and that's basically his character like wrapped up in a nutshell where he's 
he has good intentions, but he does the wrong thing constantly. Like, he admitted to poisoning somebody at, at drama camp, basically. Right. Um, he went through her phone, not trusting her, and, like, not just going through her phone. He didn't admit it. He didn't apologize when she called him out for it. So he's definitely he definitely has a long way to grow um especially him being a senior we'll see how this progresses and how they actually redeem his character because at the end of the season i was just like this guy does not have any redeeming qualities yeah he did this weird thing during the opening night um act two episode Right. Like during Breaking Free, I was like, how many times are going to change characters here? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, you know, like you, you, already they changed they changed up Taylor McKessie. That one was know, fine. Because like. Yeah. Because the actual like uh, person who was supposed to play her came back. Yeah. But but switching the Troy character. Like, yeah, come on. That, that was just like, oh, why? And then why switch back in the middle of a, a song? Yeah, exactly. That's why I was wondering about that um, that drama uh, lady in the audience, right? Like, if she's watching this, how many times are they going to change actors, right? Yeah, I, I don't even know <laughs> what she was thinking. Yep. But, okay, yeah, that, that was EJ. And, uh, and then how about Gina? What do you think of her, Ursa? Gina is this series' Sharpay. Um, okay. Like... Sharpay has redeeming qualities, but she's super self-centered. Um, I think they fleshed out Gina's character a bit more than that. Just by giving her that kind of backstory about her mom and, you know, having that instability. So, like I was saying, um, Gina's always trying to search for something stable and trying to search for a sense of belonging, which is why she lashes out the way she does. Um, mm. She's always trying to excel in in dance and like she's showboating but it's because she's trying to set herself apart because she never knows when she's gonna leave you know true so i think she's severely misunderstood and uh as people got to know her they started to understand like where she was coming from so i I really like that type of character um and i hope that what they're alluding to in the finale was that she's going to be able to stay with, uh, what's EJ's cousin's name? Ashley. A- Ashley. 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 Yeah. Oh, Ashlyn. Yeah. yeah. I hope that she actually was alluding to Gina staying with her. Oh yeah. Cause they have that extra room yeah. that she was talking about. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that would be nice because they would be able to bring her back for the second season. Right. Um, so Sophia Wiley, who who played Gina, she's going to be in a Disney Channel uh, show. It's a, a mini series called Shook. Um, so if you noticed, she was gone for like a majority of the episodes because she was filming that at the same time. So um, yeah, there you go. That's why she was missing for a, a bunch of episodes. Um, so what did you what did you think of these characters, Nelson, EJ, and Gina? There. Oh man, EJ. <sighs> I felt like in the, so again, referencing that first episode, all he got like, or what happened to him was in the first episode was like so uncalled for. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I felt bad for him. I was like, no, that's why we're like, and like at the end of the, watching that first episode, we were, me and Rissa were both team EJ. Well, I guess the three of us were team EJ and like, he didn't deserve any of this. 
And then they just took a dump on him. They like they set up this character just to be thrown away. Seriously. I was like I I didn't I didn't want to say I saw it coming, but I just didn't want it to happen. <laughs> because right? again, I was I I felt like slighted because of what Ricky did. I, it it felt almost personal. <laughs> but really? um but yeah, because I do not agree with what Ricky did in the first episode by completely like, uh, you know, leaving Nini hanging, essentially. She didn't deserve that. especially. Right. So, yeah, I didn't like that. And then what uh, happened to EJ in the first episode is just like, yeah, I, I was um, I was support. I, I would have supported him. But um, yeah, the way that they like cater to his character throughout the rest of the show it's just like they purposely made him to be the character that people hated because of what yeah. he was doing yeah it's it's like the uh they kind of uh put it in that direction right and i mean there's no antagonist here for this show mm-hmm. like there's no bad guy per se but he did bad things that's true yeah i mean like rissa said he had good intentions but he did it he did, you know, bad things to, you know, in order to do him, you know. Right. That's true. That's true. So, uh, yeah, I, I wonder what they're going to do with uh, his character in the second season. Because, I mean, sure, like, spoiler, but uh, he bought the, you know, he brought the ticket for Gina to come back in the for opening night. Just for her, like, that, I guess that's a nice gesture trying like because you know she was a big part of the show and then you know with her family circumstances she had to leave mid you know production but uh at least just to show up that was uh for the opening night that was a good gesture but yeah i don't know one good deed can't undo you know a lot so we'll see and then gina I liked her way more than Sharpay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> what I like particularly about Gina is that um, once we, you know, the season progresses on, like, we actually see um, why she's the way she is. Because, like, you know, we've it's been explained she's unstable, like, in the sense that her she moves around a lot because of her mom. And, um it's kind of sympathetic like they 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 make the audience be more sympathetic towards her because of her situation and um so the reason why she does the things she does because yeah she's not she's thinking she probably is not going to be sticking around for that long versus sharpay who does the things that she wants to because she thinks she's that amazing and she's got money and she's just extremely confident in herself so I mean, I could go. I could get behind the the very last part, being confident in yourself. But the other <laughs> uh, qualities of Sharpay, um, I was also kind of against in the in the original the three movies. Right. But the, you know, that's just what her character was. So that's true. Yeah. Cool. So I mean, you know, then we've got some of the the quote-unquote sidekicks like uh, so we've got big red who is ricky's best friend and then there's also ashlyn who is ej's cousin uh what do you guys think of those two um 
Rissa, let's start with you. What do you think of those two characters? Um, I thought Ashlyn was a great uh, kind of conscience for EJ. Um, she was also a great like writer and singer in her own right. Um, she was a funny Miss Darbus, and like her power ballad was like totally on point. Um, I had goosebumps when yeah, that episode aired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as for Big Red, uh, I feel like they need to delve a little deeper into his character. Like we didn't really learn much about him. Um, True. So hopefully in season two they kind of touch more on him, uh, especially with the finale where um, Ashlyn and Big Red end up, you know, kissing, and we learn that he's into her, and um, he's a tap dancer. Like, where did that come from? So right. I-, I think there's a lot of potential there to explore those two characters. Um, so hopefully they do it, and not just focus on uh, the drama that's going to happen with Nini's decision. Okay, yeah, true. How about you, Nelson? Any thoughts on these two characters? I thought they're cute. <laughs> oh, they're together? <laughs> yeah, them being together towards the the end. Um, but, yeah, I Ashlyn's character I liked as well. Um, I agree with everything Rissa said. She was a good conscious to EJ and a good wise. Like, she had actually pretty good input. And, um, right. She definitely seemed wiser than her age implies. Mm-hmm. So, that was cool, but um, I agree that uh, Big Red they didn't do much with him. Sure, he had a pretty good, um, like he like we mentioned earlier, like they kept like these two kept their counterparts in check, right? Particularly um, like Big Red went like during the homecoming episode, he told uh, Ricky like that wasn't cool. Like why'd you do that in front of everyone? Like why'd you call Gina out like that? Right. So, yeah, that was, um, you know, that was a good, being the the best friend, that's what, you know, they should be doing. But, yeah, I feel like they didn't still do much else with him. They kind of made him seem like a bit of an airhead. Yeah, um, they, they did, they kind of did, yeah. Especially with him initially at the uh, the control panel for the, the show. But then I guess, like, I guess being a gamer... That you you pick up like what all these buttons and levers do quickly. Apparently, that's a thing. But because uh, when uh, the that other teacher showed him like one time what each button does, and he and then you like right they away. show him like you know going away at the control board and everything's going all smoothly. So I'm like, oh okay, I guess he's a quick learner in that regard. But yeah, that yeah. was uh, that was Mr. Mazzara, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's also the best friend of of Nini, Courtney. Uh, what do you guys think of her? She, she, she can like, sing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you think about Courtney, Risa? Um, also, another character they really need to delve further into. Um, it seemed like her purpose was to be a foil to to Nini um, and to call her out on, you know, moping over a guy at first and then. Um, helping her cope with with different things so she was definitely a best friend to Nini like a true best friend Um, but I hope that they like flesh out her character so she's her own person in her own right especially since like we learned that she sings in a church choir and she has like the supposed hidden talent of acting 
Um, mm. So hopefully she ends up being a character in whatever musical. My theory is going to be High School Musical 2, but in whatever musical is the spring musical. Nice, nice. Okay, so yeah, uh, that was that's corny, and then of course there's there's uh, Carlos Rodriguez, who's the choreographer. Uh, what do you guys think of him? Uh, he seemed to really have a lot of High School Musical knowledge, right? He's obviously obsessed. Yeah, yeah. He made a board game. <laughs> Invented his own board game about the the movie. So, uh, what do you guys think of his character, uh, Rissa? What do you think of him? Um, I thought it was cool that they paired him with Seb um, and they let him be who he he wanted to be. Um, mm-hmm. It was cool that they also kind of showed the struggle that you know um, a gay teen would go through in high school, especially with the homecoming right. episode. So I thought that was you know smart on Disney's part to to touch on issues like that. But I think they did it in a way that was still respectful as well. Okay, cool. How about you, Nelson? Do you have uh, any thoughts on Carlos Rodriguez? He was definitely funny to watch. Um, I don't know if he was meant to be the comic relief character or not, but he definitely did. He had some <laughs> funny moments. Yeah, and um, I thought he's uh, he played the... Like, he was also kind of weird. <laughs> but I guess that's, uh, you know... There's the I don't I need I don't mean to add to the stigma, but you know theater kids can be weird too. But uh, I mean, that's a that is a stigma. Stigma. <laughs> but uh, I I feel like he played his part effectively. Did did what he needed to do. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much else to add on him. Okay, okay. So then, uh, yeah, there's also of course they also have the teachers. They they've got uh, Benjamin Mazzara, who was the STEM teacher, and then Miss Jen. Who was the new drama teacher who came? Who apparently was supposed to had supposedly had a line in High School Musical, the film that was edited out, that we find out later. Um, Is that the last apple? That yeah, that was her line <laughs> that they supposedly edited out. So, um, I mean, they, what did you guys think of that? I mean, it, it seemed like there was this this feud between science and the arts, uh, and it seemed like you know they were just at each other's throats for it and we know that both of these sometimes in schools have have a struggle the 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 like the stem and the arts they both have struggle getting funding and all this stuff so what do you think rissa um i thought that it was a good uh rivalry at first but then um the fact that they came together um to you know unite was was a, a really good uh, type of thing because not everybody is like one where one way or the the other where it's like academics versus arts some people are, are right. multi-talented and me being one of them um i ended up in the sciences as my profession but i, ha- I hold a special place in my heart with arts so i thought it was great that they united that way um but we'll see what happens next season because uh the principal called both of them out about the fire so yeah that they that they combined to start the fire yeah right? yeah they left that storyline uh an open open thread. and the thing yeah. that i'm i'm a little confused about is uh clearly miss jen is into ricky's dad um but then 
Mr. Mazzano is like looking at her in a way that it's like, wait, is something going on here? So. So you think there's going to be a love triangle between uh, Mr. Mazzara and Miss Jen and uh, Ricky's dad? I feel like there might be. Well, we're, we'll we'll have to see in season two here. <laughs> so what do you what do you think, Nelson? You you have those thoughts too? It's gonna be a love uh, triangle. I didn't see that with um, between Miss Jen and was it Mr. Manzana? Ma- Mazzara. Is it Mazzara? Mazzara? Yeah. Sorry, Mazzara. Yeah, Mazzara. I I didn't see that, or I didn't I didn't sense that, but you know I I could be insensitive to that, so I don't know. Uh, but um. I thought that at first, like, oh, this is the new Miss Darbus and Coach Bolton mm. pairing for this show. They're pretty much the parallels because, of course, you know, there's, except, you know, one's not an actual coach. But uh, they were at each other. But the thing, I don't understand why Mr. Was that? Sorry. Mazara. Mazara. I don't know why he was against Miss Jen so much. Yeah, exactly. I, it didn't make sense to me why he was hating on her every turn <laughs> it didn't yeah i just i didn't see the motive or the reasoning behind it so that's a question for me unless they did explain it and i just missed it but yeah i, I felt like um his uh dislike or like he he was always um hating on her or even the drama department in general I thought it was uncalled for. I feel like. I mean, sure you're not allowed, or you're you're allowed to not like something, but I mean to go out of your way to, you know, hate on him. I don't know. It just didn't seem uncalled for. I feel like there was a line in one episode where he was saying that she took all of his robotics people, like they're. Oh, so they were originally in robotics and they went to drama. Yeah, I feel like the stage crew or whatever ended up being there. Oh, okay. So he had some skin in the game, to say, so to say, so to speak. Yeah, here. I think it was like a, a short line that, you know, you could have missed it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, like he's potentially losing members and things like that from for his, for his STEM team. Yeah. Well, if I recall, I mean, like for clubs to exist in school, they need to have like a minimum number of like club members to okay. still exist. So that's that probably might be why. I see. I see. So, do you guys notice that the um, the principal Valente Rodriguez, uh, who played Principal Rodriguez uh, was was uh, from George Lopez show? <laughs> I did not, because yeah. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they had him in there, and then um, they also brought in some like guest appearances. One of them be, was uh, Casey Stroh, who, who played Martha Cox in uh, the original film. And and then they also brought in Lucas Grabeel as himself. Mm-hmm. So, she, Well, he appeared as like a vision. Well, yeah, it's like a in, dream in Gen, uh, Miss Jen's mind. Right. Because he got conked in the head, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, do you guys, what, Rissa, do you think they're going to bring in some more guest appearances by uh, former uh, High School Musical cast members? Maybe uh, a Corbin Blue or a, a Ashley Tisdale? <laughs> well, I heard a, a rumor that there was like a, a hard rule that they weren't going to have any original cast show up. So the fact that um, Martha showed up as a cameo and then Lucas Grabeel was f- featured, I was like, wait, what's going on? So... 
maybe we might see some more original cast. I don't know. I know Ashley Tisdale is like back into acting and everything, so maybe she's a she'll have a cameo. <laughs> Who knows? Right. I'm still rooting for Zanessa. So, what do you think, Nelson? Zanessa appearance? <laughs> oh, that's a tall order to fill. Because I mean, between all of the cast members, uh, probably those are the two big names. Um, right. So good luck trying to get them to show up. But I mean, I would definitely appreciate it if they did. I wouldn't complain. But uh, I, between for those two in particular, it, I feel like it's unlikely. But um, I mean, more cameos the better. I think I I would I would I was definitely like, hey, it's Martha <laughs> right? when she showed up, and then oh, it's Lucas. But he's like, oh, that's he's actually like there there instead of like Martha just showing up as. Uh, a judge in the or the in that board uh, member yeah as a board member for that hearing for miss jen so i mean yeah i would i would appreciate it if we see more more original cast yeah i wonder if they contacted corbin blue after that uh that guest hosting <laughs> yeah i know i was actually hoping to see him because yeah he was uh, he hosted that panel at d23 yeah that would have been cool that would have been so yeah, um, those were pretty much like, there's some recurring characters like Seb, like Rissa mentioned, and Natalie Bagley, who was the stage manager, and the moms of uh, of Nini, and parents of Ricky, and the principal. So, you know, those were like minor roles, but they did play a part, uh, especially like Ricky's parents there. Uh, Rissa, what are your thoughts on Ricky's uh, parents? Uh, they're... they're uh... I don't know. The, I don't know who to root for with the parents. Like, clearly his dad has a connection with Ricky, but so did his mom because he was, like, really close to his mom. Um, right. But then his mom was, like, super shady that last episode. Especially at that, yeah, last episode without telling yeah. him and all that. I'm like, Man. a mom would not do something like that. Right? So I, I don't even know what to say about his parents. Nelson, do you have something to say about the parents? Well, I'm rooting for Ricky's dad and Miss Jen. Oh, okay. I mean, that would also create some drama between, you know, Ricky's dad and Ricky. Because, like, true. that's my drama teacher. <laughs> that is true. So, yeah. And, I mean, like Rissa said, like, they're, it, they showed early on that Ricky was pretty close to his mom. But, yeah, what, what she did at the last episode, like, wow, that's below the belt. Come on. At least use some of your brain. But <laughs> Yeah. No. But I mean it, it I I think it it brought some like reality to the show, you know, because it's like um that happens. That happens a lot, especially here in the states, right, where it's like some people just don't work out and the families end up um broken up like that. So It's very it kinda, true. Yeah, there's kind of some it's relatable to to like the general audience i guess in the u.s at least i'm not sure about other countries but for sure in the u.s it's like a 50 percent divorce rate or something like that here but uh yeah um okay so let's talk about the music because i know they they had they of course they brought the original from the like the musical music in there but they also have a lot of original music so what did you guys think rissa i know 
you you were like you you have all the al- you have the album and I know Nelson you have it too. So what do you guys think of the original music? I love it. Rissa. Um yeah. I especially love Just for a Moment, the one that Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett um wrote together. Um Yeah, me too. Because it it really fit their characters. Um and it it told a story in its own right. Um all of the music that they wrote really fit perfectly in, you know, in the show when they, you know, put it into throughout the episodes. Um, the one that I was a little sad about was Born to be Brave. Um, they totally, like, overproduced that one. Yeah, Cor- When I first heard that, I was like, this is the most poppy song I've heard in a long time. Yeah, and I feel like they also um, overproduced, uh, what's EJ's, the actor... Oh, Matt Cornyn's Yeah, they, they just overproduced him and his voice throughout you right. know, they, all of the things <laughs> that he's singing. I'm like, he has a pretty good voice. Yep. I don't know why they're auto-tuning him. Do, do they? Do you guys think that he was probably like the weakest singer out of all the group? Is that probably why they tried to do an auto-tune on him? Probably. Maybe. At least I think so. I don't know. Um, clearly, Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett are like the main singers. Like they have amazing voices and they're they're like great musicians because they're songwriters too so if either of them drop an album i'm gonna buy it right away nice how about you nelson you have any uh do you like what what do you what did you like about the original music oh it sounded great i i thoroughly enjoyed all the the original music for this uh series i mean i was um, really loving, um, I think I kind of, you know, the duet version. So it's the combined with Olivia and Joshua's parts. And, um, oh, I was just rocking that for like a good week. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, yeah. And then I had like, so they released the album and I hadn't finished the show yet, but they released the album after the show finished. But again, like I just said, uh, I hadn't finished the show yet. So once I got to a certain point in the album where it was like stuff I couldn't, I didn't recognize, I just stopped listening to it. Then, yeah, like I recently like finished the show with you, with the both of you. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And then Rissa like emphasized how much she loved the. Just for uh, a moment. Just for a moment. And yeah, I was just like, this is a, such a good song. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, every, all the music that they made for this show, like, specific, like, I get, yeah, the originals, yeah, I thought it was great. I definitely enjoyed all of it. Yeah, All I Want is also I, an amazing song. Um, mm-hmm. I think that peaked on, on the Billboard charts, too, like, on the top 100, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. And she wrote that. She's 16, and I'm like, man, if I could write that way, you know. And sing that but way. You did write songs though, right? When you were when you were that age. Yeah, but not like songs, that. Right? Come on, she's so talented. Well, and it, it. Well, she had the backing of Disney, so I mean, yeah. obviously, it's gonna get shown. But I mean, to like she, her talent level is insane because um, she actually wrote a song when she was six years old, and it was pretty good. <laughs> it's a really? Christmas song. Wow. Like you can find it on her on her Instagram. It's it's hilarious, but it's pretty good. Mm. nice nice yeah um i i i think she's uh she's gonna go far like she's clearly talented and um a lot of her music reminds me of like 
uh, Keena Grannis and Ingrid Michaelson kind of uh, folky, but like still unique kind of voice. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to any music that she drops. Yeah, she, like she, she does have a, that unique, um, she has a unique voice to her. Yeah, kind of like so. Dia Frampton. Right, yeah, kind of like Dia Frampton, yep. So one thing I, I, I kind of, I was going to mention earlier, and then I forgot it, and now I remember. Um, so I was watching the behind the scenes of the, basically, they released this thing called Extra Credit. On the, if you go to the extra section on Disney Plus, on the for the for this series, they have the extra credit. And I was watching one, and they were talking about how they, when they record, they they do two takes. One where they'll play the backtrack where they did the pre-recordings of them singing, right? And then they'll just you know like lip sync to it. Mm-hmm. And then the other, they'll do a take where they live sing it as like. You know, they'll just they'll let them sing it live, right? And they'll and apparently they were using that a lot more than they were using their pre-recorded versions. So um, that just goes to show the talent level of these actors in this in this series. Yeah, right? I mean, especially when um, he sings to Gina uh, when there was me and you. I think that. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you can exactly. tell that he's actually singing that. Yeah, they used the live take for that one. And also, um, Ashlyn, when she was doing the piano, mm-hmm. like that one, they did a for live take. For Wondering? Thing. Yeah, they used her live take for that one. That was the live take? Oh, wow. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. there are times then, when you could tell that it was definitely live just by the sound quality. And apparently the very first scene they shot was Olivia Rodrigo in the room singing, I think, I Kinda You Know. And, for the um, Instagram? Or... Yeah, for the Instagram where she's playing it on the uke. Um, so they were recording that. And then that was the very first scene they did. And she nailed it on the first take. And jo- you see Joshua Bassett running in, just like hugging her and congratulating her because it was so good, right? So I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these two IRL. I mean, they're adorable. I ship yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I can't help but like, yeah, these two are pretty cute. I mean, maybe uh, like maybe IRL. These two are pretty cute. <laughs> in like uh, in like two years, they'll say that they're yeah, dating. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true, true. Because yeah, she's technically not legal yet. Yep. So yeah, I mean, um, any guys have any uh, any thoughts or specific episodes you want to touch on? No, I anything? think we cover pretty much everything. Yeah. I don't know if I Probably have a favorite episode. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't say I won't say that I have a favorite episode either, but I will say that the homecoming episode was like quintessential high school drama at its finest. Yeah, it was kind of cringy at points. Yeah, I was so like, I oh was, my uh, gosh, I was just like cringing and like face planting, like, oh my gosh, they're really doing this, like, oh shoot, you're you're not doing that, are you? <laughs> it's like, oh, this is true high school drama right here. So, so I, I was like, it brought me back. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the extra credit for that one, and they were saying a lot of these actors didn't actually go to their own homecomings, so it was kind of like a homecoming for them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because they're a lot of them were like, you know, they have a tutor or they, you know, they're homeschooled or something like that. They don't have they don't have a high school, so that's like their homecoming type of thing. 
Yeah. I, so that was uh, interesting. I think the thing that really shows how great of an actor um, and actors, actresses they are was uh, the I love you scene on the last episode. Okay. Because I read an article saying that that wasn't actually scripted that way. Um, Ricky had like certain lines that he was supposed to say and he was supposed to say, I don't not love you. Um, but it didn't feel genuine to, to them. So behind the scenes, um, Federley pulls uh, Joshua aside and says, you know, just wing it, uh, improvise it. But they didn't tell Olivia. So her reactions in that moment are like genuine. And she's like surprised because she didn't expect it. But they were able to continue with that take because like they recovered so well. Um, so it, it just speaks volumes to, to the talent level that these, these kids have. And that was an unfiltered kiss. Yes. That's what that I was, was about totally to just say. That was totally not like, Disney-fied. Dude, they keep going back for it too, you know? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. That looked like, you know, it was anticipated and, or, well, it was, you know, building up to, to that. Yeah. My cheeks were hurting from smiling so much <laughs> after that. Totally not Disney-fied. <laughs> but yeah I, I i thoroughly enjoyed this uh season and looking forward to the second season because they did renew it so hopefully it's gonna be just as good as the the first season uh what do you guys think Risa? what do you think uh i'm optimistic for it especially with the direction that the first season took so hopefully they don't hit a sophomore slump and um they can continue to to go strong how about you, Nelson? Any thoughts? Yeah, I think they did such a good job. And particularly if, you know, they keep all these actors, they already have a pretty good, like, flow. And uh, I feel like they're, they really, uh, at least from what I can tell, they, they like, um, you know, working with each other, unlike uh, Lucas and Ashley. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were yeah. kind of forced to, to work together. But, um Anyway, I feel like, um, yeah, that uh, the second season will do just as good. I'm pretty hopeful. Yeah, I think I kind of, you know, um, that uh, <laughs> I like the way that they flow. Um, <laughs> Why? Okay. <laughs> I was trying to think of a, re- re- a reply to that, but. <laughs> yeah, just for a moment, you know. If you, if you could see my face right now, it's like so many eye rolls. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, you guys have anything you want to say to our listeners? Rissa? Yeah, I just want to thank you for, for tuning in. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed our discussion about our recent Disney trip and also uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series. I hope we didn't spoil anything for you. But if we did, I hope you still watch it because it's a great series. And Nelson? Yeah, thanks, guys, for joining us uh, this week. Um, yeah, definitely an A-plus show for me. I uh, Well, I might have been biased because, you know, I loved High School Musical so much, so I was definitely in high anticipation for this show. But um, after finally uh, finishing it re- just recently, yeah, it was a overall great experience. So I hope you guys enjoy, um, you know, going and watching it as well. And uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, I also want to thank you listeners for tuning in this week. I hope that you guys also enjoyed the show as much as we did. And hope you'll tune in for our next episode. So on behalf of the other two, I'd like to say keep your watches synced.
to Disney time. See ya. Bye. Later. Disney.